0: Hello, I'm Zipporah, and it's season three of Talking Blind, where we are working hard in the areas of employment, education, assistive technology, socialization, children and family, and so much more. I hope you enjoy our up and coming episode. Please stay tuned. fabulous Friday. I am so glad you're here to enjoy this Friday with me. I hope you enjoyed our episode on Monday with Mr. Havander Davis, our male receptionist for the Blind Center of Nevada. And um, I hope you enjoyed learning more about uh, his self-advocacy and the advocacy that he did with uh, Nevada PEP and sitting on the um, Transportation Advisory Committee. I also hope that you join me and follow and find out when we are going to have Mr. Havander Davis and his fiance, Ms. Beatrice McLucas, um, on our show for Blind Love. So I want you to stay tuned for that. Today, we are going to get into our emails for TalkingBlind2020 at gmail.com. We have a couple of emails for you today. And we're going to um, get to a couple of announcements that I have for you. And I hope that you are staying safe out there. You are um, learning to respect each other and um that you are not getting involved in the negative stuff that is going on but we all do need to um learn that um it's there's times have changed and enough is enough and uh We as black citizens need to be seen as citizens and not something less than, and it's been way too long. And I just hope that um, with all this violence, we do get something positive out of it. Um, I hope those that are in the law enforcement area that are doing the wrong thing are um, brought to justice, but we cannot blame all of our uh, law enforcement. And um, I just hope that we all learn to work together. And I am going to stop there and get into these emails. So let's have a good time today. Email question and answer from talkingblind2020 at gmail.com. So today's email is short and sweet. It says, hey, Zipporah, keep up the good work. My question to you is, how long did it take you to start dating after you lost your sight? Well, that will be easy to answer. Um, when I lost my sight, I was already seeing someone. So, um, I didn't have to, um, go out and and date after I lost my sight. I just, uh, kind of transitioned. So, uh, if, if that makes any sense, but, um, if you're, you know, visually impaired and you're trying to figure out whether or not you should date if you just lost your sight or something like that. I will say this though, um, get to know yourself, uh, make sure that you're comfortable in your blindness uh, because if you're doubting yourself or you have insecurities, they're going to affect your relationship. Um, I've had some issues uh, in my relationships in the past uh, because I was not yet Uh, Comfortable with who I was, you know, and again, this is not blind, this is not sighted, this is just relationship stuff. Um, You can't love anyone else if you're not in love with yourself. So I am just saying that there are some things I had to learn along the way. Um, You know, you don't realize uh, when you first lose your sight that there are periods of depression, Um, there are things that you have to learn. Uh, that you're comfortable with. Uh, Sometimes, you know, you have insecurities thinking that, you know, maybe someone's doing this. Is it out of love or is it out of pity because I'm blind? Uh, You know, there's a lot of emotion that goes along with losing your vision. And so I would say if you're not currently in a relationship and, um, and you're thinking about going out and starting a new relationship, make sure that you are comfortable with who you are. And even if you are in a relationship, learn to be comfortable with who you are. And if you, you feel that there's something there and you're you're feeling some type of way with your, your significant other, I suggest you make sure you talk about those things. I, I know for a fact that I didn't always talk about what was really bothering me, um, and and talk to you may need to talk to a counselor. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that's the best thing for anybody that's going through a, a dramatic life change as losing your vision. Um, so again, I did not have that issue um, immediately when I lost my sight, but I did have to learn how to date um, uh, after uh, I. Sp- you know was single for a little while um, so it was very interesting it, it definitely was but uh, again like I said by that time um, by that time I was uh, comfortable with who I was as a blind person so it wasn't um, the same way I felt when I first lost my sight it, it probably would have been a very challenging experience um, had I tried to date someone new Um, when I was that insecure with my blindness, so, um, good luck on whatever this question was about. (laughs) Our second email today. Says Zipporah, I've listened to your podcast about the world of vision loss and the children who live in it, and it got me and my husband to thinking that we're ready to start a family. What was your biggest fear in raising your children when you lost your sight, and do you have any tips? for new-to-be parents. Well, I really thank you for that email and um, congratulations on the decision to start a family. I will tell you that Um, you know, for me, losing my sight with my baby being a a little bit more than a year and a half, um, it was scary, honestly. Um, I was going through a lot of pain in my eye and, um, I, I was just, you know, I don't know, I was just scared, um with not knowing what I was going to be able to do with my children because um, my, you know, my my oldest daughter, you know, uh, when she would get out of uh, school, you know, I would go pick her up from um, school and we would come home and we would do the whole, um, you know, help with the homework and then we would walk down to the neighborhood park and we'd get on the slides and the swings and, you know, so when I lost my sight, I was like, what am I going to do and how can I play with my children and how can I interact with my children um so that was like a big a very big fear of mine um and you know we 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 worked it out um I I was very standoffish honestly um for a while with my children um doing activities that I, I felt like somebody had to be able to see to do. It took me a while before I, I started getting back into um, those activities. Uh, again, um, I didn't know all the things I know now. Um, the There was a lot of things that weren't available for me either, like they are now. I think, uh, again, if I was to say if I was blind right now and I was to have a baby, <laughs> I can't, I can't even think of that process <laughs> but I can't, I can't see myself having a baby but um I, I would say this <laughs> lord okay I should never went there but with my grandchildren I'm gonna say that um me being totally blind and helping to raise my grandchildren um I, I didn't have that fear honestly um my oldest granddaughter um lived with me when she was first born uh, well released from the hospital because she was actually born at two pounds five ounces she was a preemie and she also had a few muscle uh, conditions where muscles were a little tight and so um being somebody that was totally blind i i didn't have that fear of, of what i can do for her um i was comfortable in my blindness and so I just knew that there was nothing that she you know um didn't need that I couldn't I couldn't take care of um you know there was things like I had to ask help for um like from my daughter to let me know like explain to me kind of like what the physical therapist was saying you know um because you know a lot of people don't know how to describe what they're doing um so that a person with no sight can understand what they're talking about. So being that my daughter was raised with a, a mother who was visually impaired, she was, she understood what I meant by I need description. So my kids are really good at giving me description. So she was able to describe to me, um, you know, what the physical therapist was doing as far as um, the, 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 the massaging of the muscles and how to, Continue to put her leg down because my granddaughter was crawling, and but she was keeping one leg bent when she would crawl, and so we had to get on the floor with her and force her to put that leg down. And so, um, again, those things were um, easy for me because I had already gotten used to being blind, um, and so I didn't have that same fear with my grandchildren that I had with my children, even though my children were already um past the the baby stage. Um I still had to potty train my youngest one. She wasn't potty trained yet. So that was something that I was worried about with uh being blind and how I'm gonna do this. And um again, like I said, I was just lucky enough to have uh my my spouse and um able to help me get through all those things that I wasn't quite ready to handle or that I didn't know how to handle. Um, but again like i said if you know that you're planning on having a baby and you guys are ready for it now you've discussed it you can learn um about what you're going to need Uh, i don't know if you guys are both visually impaired um if you um one of you have more sight than the other. There are so many parents out there. I recommend you uh, check some of the um, parenting blogs out there. Uh, there are some blind parenting blogs. You can go to, uh, like I, I always um, shout out the National Federation of the Blind and um, American Council of the Blind. You can always go to their website. They do have um, parenting groups uh, for blind parents. And they also have uh, links to the blogs that are out there and different materials, the laws that are out there in place for parents. Um, And if you listen to um, um, the world of vision loss, I'm quite sure you've heard that information. But again, prepare yourself, you know, um, get around somebody that has a child if you haven't been around a a young child and see how you feel um, dealing with that child. Uh, babysit somebody else's kid if you don't have the opportunity uh, get with some of like I said get with one of these blind parents um, and let them mentor you from start to finish uh, because I wasn't when I first when I had my children I was not blind but um, I was low vision um, but again my, my my vision was really good uh, good enough for me to do everything mostly everything I needed to do and, uh, with the first one I was still able to drive when I, and um, but with the second one I, I had I had given it up um, but get with somebody who was visually impaired and gave birth and did all that from start to finish visually impaired and let them mentor you through the beginning process and that may help you um, like I said there are so many techniques and tools out there you know some of the ones that they have that are available for you now we were making those up as we went along um when I first lost my sight you know how they have the new backpacks and everything that you can attach the the leash to or whatever you know we were um my kids were told to put their hand in my pocket and um stay close to me and I um for my my daughters because uh, they had the little pigtails and so I would put all these little I call them moroc Morocco Moroccan um, hair balls you know like the little hairballs that you tie it through the hair ponytails with but um, these had little balls inside of them so they were like maracas that when you shake a maraca you know how it has that little sound so their hair balls made that sound so. People thought I was just doing it because the hair balls were cute, but I was doing it so that I can hear my my children wherever they were at. And I would do their hair with little hair beads and whatever may sound, because when they took their shoes and stuff off, you know, you still have to hear your kids. And so I would hear their hair move around. And um, I had to stop using the little um, Moroccan hair balls because the, the teachers were like, oh, they look so really cute and they're so adorable, but they, they're distracting because um, every time they move their heads, you know, you just hear the, you know. So, <laughs> But, you know, through, like I said, through techniques of, you know, trial and errors and, and things that we've tried over the years, now they have a, a science to them. And, and there's things that are being created. Um, people are making um, uh things and sewing bells into the clothing now and we used to pin them on our kids and um so there's just there's just so much out there now like I said um going blind right now is is not as hard as it was like I said 21 years ago and then I talked to people that have been blind you know back you know 41 years ago from you know and and so everything has evolved and everything is going to continue to advance and you have so many opportunities out there as blind parents you have so many mentor programs out there and if there are any questions that I can answer always always feel free to email me at talkingblind2020 at good luck and please let me know how the pregnancy goes and um, when the baby comes Please stay tuned for Talking Blind Announcements. Okay, get those creative juices flowing. I have decided that Talking Blind is going to be around for a while. And I am going to need a permanent intro and closing. And so I am coming to you, my listeners... To create me a new intro and closing of Talking Blind. If you're interested in creating that for me and you sing or you um, write, uh, you have a nice voice or you just want to contribute something to the way Talking Blind opens or closes. Then send me a one minute to a minute and a half recording to TalkingBlind2020 at gmail.com, no later than September the 1st. Me and my team will listen to the entries and we will bring you the top five during Blindness Awareness Month, which is in October. We will take those five and put them in rotation and so that you, the listener, can choose which one you think should be the new opening and closing of Talking Blind. Once you have written to me and emailed me or text me or uh, Facebooked me and let me know which one you think is the best one, then we're going to take that winner and I'm going to announce that person during my birthday episode, which will be in December. And then on out, that person's new intro in closing will be the way Talking Blind starts and closes in the year 2021. I look forward to finding out what you think Talking Blind is all about and how you think I should start off and close. So please, again, send those one minute to a minute and a half entries to TalkingBlind2020 at gmail.com no later than September the 1st. I look forward to hearing what you come up with. California, Florida. Are you struggling with vision loss as you get older do you have a child who is blind or losing their vision are you a blind person wondering how you'll succeed in school at work or as a parent we can help the national federation of the blind knows that blindness doesn't have to keep you from living the life you want we invite you to learn more about us and how we can help at nfb.org the national federation of the blind live the life you want Well, I hope you uh, registered for the up and coming national conventions for American Council of the Blind and National Federation of the Blind. They will be coming up next month in July. So I hope you are ready for it. Once again, that is the end of our episode. I hope you have enjoyed learning more about how blind and visually impaired individuals are working hard in our community. I want to thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family and helping grow my listenership. I want to thank you for your donations to keep the podcast going. I am excited about bringing you more content and introducing you to more individuals that are blind and visually impaired and working hard. I hope to see you on our next and up and coming episode. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.